0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right,
1: welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about voting for survival. And I guess with that, we're going to talk about freedom and what it's all about. Now, I know that one, voting and politics are never a sexy issue, especially, you know, in our world, people don't want to talk about that kind of thing. They also, you know, voting is boring in the infrastructure of it. And that, I mean, you know, some of us get excited about, oh, I get to vote for the president. This is going to be a big change. But how many of you go out and vote on the off year, you know, when it's um, the the two year cycle where you're maybe voting for a senator or the other congressman or how many of you go vote for your school board and things like that? Well, I want to talk to you about why that matters. And I feel like they do kind of make it difficult when it's like, oh we're having a fire you know fire department committee meeting and whatever and you can go out and hear them talk and get to know the guy and find out about your fire chief and you know vote for the new chief or different things like that there's so many things you know if you're involved in school board and whatever these things all <laughs> take up time and time we don't have we're busy you know hard at work trying to spend time with our family Trying to do good things with, you know, people we care about and just enjoy life. You want it to just go by. And, you know, a lot of us used to hang on to the old idea, well, our constitution protects us from crazy. So we don't have to worry about, you know, ridiculous changes. We only have small changes that I'm not so worried about in the day-to-day. But I want to talk about how at each level different things matter to you. And You know, I can be honest that I've been in the position where I go to the voting booth and I see people running for local things like town supervisor or, you know, county commissioner, county clerk, things like that. And I'm like, I have no idea who either person on this ballot is and anything about their values. And we end up voting, you know, maybe by the letter next to their name or maybe, oh, I I think I've heard that person before. Or, you know, my neighbor has that sign in their yard. So I'm going to vote for that one. Um, You know, that's how we get caught up in these things. And and I just kind of want to give you a little perspective of what each level in office kind of means, as well as, you know, and how they affect your life and how it matters to you as a prepper or survivalist. Um, You know, some of these actually have very big impact on you and can really affect your life, and they matter. So I wanted to kind of point that out and show you how you can get the information and kind of, you know, get a little more perspective to go in voting, at least a little bit more informed.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's uh, I think that's a, a big deal when it comes to, a lot of people don't think about that sort of stuff, but a large portion of your, your taxes in your state go to your, go to your schools and your school board decides how that money is spent so if you're concerned about what your kids are learning in school you need to get to those school board meetings and pay attention and vote for the shitty people there are a lot of shitty people on school boards Uh, on my local school board i definitely have a couple of shitty people i'd like to see gone
1: yeah and and that's like yeah, we're going to start with school boards because I was going to go, you know, around in a little different order, but we're here, so right. let's go through it. But you're, you're saying, like, give me an example. What, what do you mean when you have a shitty school board member? How could that possibly affect my life?
2: Right. Well, what I mean, what age do you think is appropriate for your ch- child to learn uh, about sex ed? Well, that's entirely, that's a personal question, entirely up to you. And you need to make sure that you're electing somebody that shares your beliefs and that sort of thing. You know another thing is um another thing is i see the uh like these anti-bullying campaigns that yes, always seem zero to tolerance like, yeah that always seem to dissolve into like some sort of uh you know transgender this or or sexual identity and identity that and when you're 12 years old kids don't need to be learning about their sexual identity that has nothing to do with anything that's no. something that's personal that should be up to your child and up to to the parent that has nothing to do with school The other thing is that zero tolerance for fighting I see all the time. You know, if you get punched in the face, you kind of have an obligation to fucking punch that kid back. You got to defend yourself. But that means both your kid and the other kid is getting expelled because of that.
1: Because of zero tolerance. They were in a fight. Right. I
2: think it's a benefit. Honestly, I think it's a benefit for children to be in fights.
1: You know, better they learn and and figure that shit out early.
2: Learn you don't know how to fight before you're fighting a 25 year old that uh, is going to stop, you know, curb stomp you. You know, it's a good thing to good thing to learn when you're eight or nine. You
1: know, that's it. So when you think about a school board, right? So these people are deciding what teachers stay or what teachers get fired. They decide your school superintendent, you know, in the town where I used to live, the school superintendent was making, you know, one hundred and sixty dollars or $170,000 a year. And I guess the town that I worked in, when he got caught up in scandal, the school board decided, hey, let's give him a severance package instead of risking getting sued. So we'll pay him for five years to go out and find a new job and we'll and just give work. him a salary so he's not here. The yeah, school board job too. are the ones making these decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have to decide who's there, and you're like, oh, when you read the paper, that's ridiculous. I can't believe that. But did you go out and vote for the school board? Did you put the people there who you know? You got to think about it, and you know, school voting for school board a lot of times is tricky. It's usually you know you're going to find some school that your kids don't even go to to figure out where to vote or you know things like that. Um, You know, it it can be a little hassle and it's hard to figure out. Um, One of the things I know we had in New York is we have this uh, austerity budget where basically it it actually was really high. Um, I want to say that they could get an increase of 8% a year was the austerity. Like if everybody votes no and doesn't approve the budget, it defaults to an 8% increase across the board. 8% way percent's pretty significant i feel like um, especially yeah especially when you're talking about the the budget that they're dealing with to begin with and so it was funny though cuz every year we're getting 12 13% increases and i got to say people who are all involved in the school and are the ones who, you know, want the school to have lots of money and be able to spend money on the kids and they care about the kids and the programs or most likely they wouldn't be involved in the school board. And this is how it kind of builds on itself. This is kind of how government builds on itself, you know, that it just keeps escalating because the people who care and are passionate about the issues and want to spend the money are the ones who are getting involved. And when you're choosing not to get involved, you're leaving it in their hands. So what would happen is you would have all the school board people call their friends and, hey, you know I'm involved in school board. You know I pay attention. Trust me, this is the right thing for the kids. And they'll point out the really bad scenario that might happen if you know you don't vote their way. So it's, oh, just approve the, the budget. Now, that one issue may be important and may be a big deal, but they're going to neglect to tell you that you know there's 80 other – silly things in there that maybe don't need to be and you're stuck and you weren't able to affect those individual items Mm -hmm. because when they created this budget, it was created by people who you didn't pay attention or care about. So this is why these things matter. I I know in New York, so we were getting like 12 to 17% increases every freaking year for like five years in a row, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And Everybody got so conditioned to voting no that we finally elected uh, somebody who was reasonable, and he came out with like a three percent budget increase, so mm-hmm. dramatically less than eight percent. And everybody goes out and votes out votes no, so it automatically bumps up to the eight percent, right? And I'm like, this is why you got to pay
2: attention. You know, right. you got to get involved. You can't afford and- to pay your bills anymore.
1: Now, one of the things that, you know, w- would be an issue, like our, bu- our uh, school board would decide that, hey, you know, if the way we can get the budget passed is we say if it doesn't pass, we punish the parents with something that really, you know, affects them. So what they would do is, oh, you don't want to approve our budget because all the teachers need raises and everything else. We're not going to cut teacher salaries or, you know, extra stuff, whatever. Instead, we're going to cut busing for all sports programs. So now you got to drive your kids to all the games and all the practices and things like that. And they end up using it as a weapon to kind of force you into, well, I'm not going to drive my kid to freaking school every day. I'd rather pay an extra, you know, $20 a month on my tax bill than that. And Mm -hmm. believe me, if it was $20 a month, people maybe wouldn't be so opposed, but it ends up being, you know, dramatic every time. And that's how you get these out of control. I guess we gripe about it in New York because we have separate school tax and property tax that are both affected by your property. And I know I lived in an average neighborhood and in an average, you know, house, And, you know, I was paying 4,000 a year in just school taxes and then another 4,000 in property taxes, which is dramatic. And I mean, that sounds crazy to me. And you're like, oh, that's New York. No, if you actually get closer to New York City, I was paying, um, you know, friends of mine were paying 16,000 a year in taxes for a three bedroom home, you know, and you're like, what? That's insane. And yes, Uh it is, um, you know, where I am now, my school and property are combined. And we're looking at like 1100 a year for 14 acres and actually two houses (laughs) and a barn. And you know, it's, it's dramatically different and Mm -hmm. not everywhere is like New York, but it's all about how you vote and what you approve and what you're willing to live with. So you might want to pay attention. Maybe you want to spend, uh,
2: $30,000 in property taxes so your kids have, you know, go to the Harvard Harvard of grade schools. Maybe that's what you want to do.
1: And that's that's fine too. That's you. Right. Right. But make your voice heard. Right. Make your voice heard. And maybe you want to be involved in the school board so you can affect the teachers and the things that they're hiring to administer that large sum of cash that you're sending over, you know? Um, Right. So just something to think about. Now that's just school board. So th- what other things are we, we able to vote for now? I think we're going to hold off on the president cause that may fly away from us. We'll uh, yeah. kind of get to that at the end, but let's
2: get down to a local one. Another local one that I think is a big deal that okay. a lot of people don't think about is your district attorney. You vote for your district yes. attorney. <clears throat> uh, this past, this past election, uh, i went out and voted it was all local local stuff and one of the ones was district attorney right and uh i did a lot of research into this shit and i was getting ready to vote i was just trying to wrap up some paperwork at work before i i left to go vote and fucking phone kept ringing right and all, the the phone rang and it was one of these assholes trying to get me to vote for their district attorney candidate right and i was so pissed off that i had to stop what i was doing to answer that phone call that I voted opposite of whoever that was not giving a shit about anything else. I knew who both of the guys were and what they both stood for. And so I voted all Republican. I'm going to uh-huh. put it out there. Kevin, let everybody know Kevin, my politics.
1: Kevin, I, Kevin. Voted,
2: I voted D I voted one D and it was the district attorney. Now the district attorney was David Kleeg, and he won the election by three votes. Oh that means Kevin that if I had voted votes. for the opposite person. He would only vote for one he would would only won by by one, one vote.
1: vote. That one meant vote.
2: one other person out there could Might have got the pissed
1: vote. off by that phone call.
2: Right. But anyway, he was uh, he was elected and uh he was one of the ones that was really pushing for the uh the uh bail reform in New York. Now I don't know if you guys know about this, but this bail reform has been uh well personally i i approve of it because i i'm pro the uh reducing the government's authority i'm always for that i'm always for that but this was uh governor cuomo's bill that he was trying to push and basically it means that you cannot charge bail for somebody if they didn't commit a violent crime that means if you're a protester and you're going through smashing out window storefront windows the police will come and they'll give you a ticket to appear in court for smashing out windows and then let you go about your business. So they, Cuomo was losing his shit because they couldn't do anything to any of these protesters, no matter, you know, if they had attacked yeah. a physical person, then they could arrest him and put him in jail. But if they didn't physically hit another person, then they just had to appear, they get a ticket and then you could, can just move out of the state if you want. And then... You don't have to pay for your crime in any way.
1: You just never go back. Right.
2: Now, if you guys that don't live in New York wanted to come to our state and smash out storefront windows. And get a ticket. And get a ticket. You could just go home. So I'm just, I want to invite all the listeners to come to New York now and smash shit up. Just, uh, you know, you guys got free reign. You can come by my house. I'll, I'll give you some beers and we can go out and break shit together.
1: That, that sounds a little disturbing, Kevin, because no I feel out. like your taxes may go up after uh, go somebody has room. to clean yeah. that shit up. They they but, arrested this
2: woman for drinking and driving. They let her go. The next week, they arrested okay. her for drinking and driving. Then they let her go. And the next week, she killed somebody while she was drinking and driving. It's fucking ridiculous. But whatever. That's our, that's our law now. That's uh, Governor Cuomo. That's why it's important to vote in local elections.
1: Right. Um, let's, let's Three move votes. on Three to, votes. uh, yeah, that's huge. Um, and that's the thing. So few people go out and vote in the off elections. And when I say off, I mean the one that's not a presidential year that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people slip in with minuscule numbers that barely, right. you know, register or make. So it matters, you know, and, and the guy on your party ticket might be a jackass. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what people don't realize. They're like, oh, well, you know, I feel like I'm a Democrat, so I vote all Democrat. Well, that one Democrat might completely be opposite your values. We actually had a sheriff who was amazing in uh, in uh, New York when I was there, and he ended up – actually, he would be on the Democrat and the Republican. Um, uh uh-huh. Ballot thing because nobody ever opposed him. He just, you know, was the guy. And it's funny because he was actually a Democrat himself, but he was very pro gun and pro gun rights. And, you know, he would be the guy running around doing commercials on TV that would say, Hey, if you're a concealed carry holder, I encourage you to carry your weapon everywhere you go because that's one more gun in the hands of good guys.
2: Oh, Jesus. People lost their fucking minds about this.
1: Well, so when yeah, he, he did that, that, that was the end of his reign because all yeah, the Democrats realized wait, this guy, even though he has a D next to his name, doesn't, you know, doesn't actually uh, represent my values. Now, he represented mm-hmm. my values, just right. not the, his fellow Democrats. And, just not
2: everybody else that lived in the community.
1: Yeah. No, so they they went ape shit and uh you know immediately uh you know switched that around, but anyway, I just you know that's the kind of thing though you should pay attention to. I mean not that what they're doing about you know different a specific issue, but specific issues that you care about. So I looked it up in my town and community, um, I looked up sheriff. Now, the sheriff is in charge of public safety law enforcement. Now, again, this is my town, not every town, civil processing, investigations, jail, prisoner transport, and animal control. So all that falls under his purview. Mm -hmm. And so believe it or not, in almost every community, it's going to be the sheriff that stands up to your state police when they come in with their illegal, uh, gun, you gun know, laws and, and coming in, it's going to be your sheriff. If there's an EMP that tries to put your town back together and mm-hmm. keep the rain, cause they're usually in charge of dealing with a crisis. Um, mm-hmm. so if a shit hits the fan event, do you want a sheriff? Who's like, you know what? I'm going to come take away everybody's guns because that way I won't have to worry about the criminals out there getting out of control. Or do right. you want a sheriff who's going to come and kind of support people and say, hey, we can rally together, you know, hey, we can, you know, set up this thing to be a good community and work together. And these things matter. You know, it really has an effect, especially in a survival situation. When things go bad, your sheriff is the front line of defense for your community as far as an elected official. Um do you want them to go secure grocery stores and make sure they're not all looted in the first day and and destroyed and kind of set up a semblance of order or do you want somebody who you know is going to be like, "Hey free for all do what you want you know it, it doesn't matter what your goal is your goal should be to go vote for the guy who represents your values and that's what's important um. You know, and also, do you want a sheriff that keeps his guys in line and doesn't have them overstepping and or literally stepping on people's necks, you know, or shooting your dog? Or do you want a guy and maybe who might stand up to the ATF and say, hey, yeah, you can go raid that guy's house, but with my guys and I'm going to go knock on the door and ask them to come out to keep you from shooting their dog. Maybe you get that sheriff. No, I understand if you're like a federal agent and you're listening to this, you might be like, fuck that sheriff. He has nothing to do with me. I'm just going in anyway. Well, but maybe the sheriff's going to stand up to him because you have a sheriff with balls, you know, Right. because right. we've seen it in other towns, right. You know, where they stand up to ICE agents or different things. Maybe they stand up for your values, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, right. And you know, so- I know there's a lot of sheriffs that that put themselves out on the line um, yes. You know, put their careers on the line
1: for even their freedom you know, exactly. on the line right. sometimes. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important that we pay attention to who we're putting in those positions. And even if somebody does agree with your value values, but they're they're incompetent, that's not the first person you want to vote for. You want intelligent, competent people in these positions, whether they you know, whether they're it's an R or a D next to their their name. You know? Yeah. You want people um, that are capable of taking care of handling situations properly and effectively, not you know a hand wringing bitch that's not going to know what to do when the shit hits the fan.
1: Right now, like in a bigger town, like where I live, in in my smaller town, the sheriff is very hands on. Um, in a bigger community, uh, it, it, where I used to work in in Poughkeepsie, New York, was uh, we would have the under sheriff. Kind of managed the day to day, whereas the sheriff did the political face of everything. Mm. And the undersheriff was a great guy who I knew and and would you know really had people's backs and and definitely represented people's values and and took care of like the gun owner. And also remember, if your town maybe has concealed carry, your sheriff is a big part of that process. That's and, right, and you know your state has some guidelines they're required to follow. But the way it's all implemented, that's your sheriff setting that up. So, you know, keep that in mind. Anyway, the under sheriff was the great guy, and our sheriff was a jackass. But you would keep voting for the sheriff because you knew that the under-sheriff would be running it and stay in power as long as, you know, that sheriff was in place. So, right. you know, just kind of understand your local government and figure out who's in what position and why and how it's going to affect you. Now, um, there's also, you know, other things Uh I know in my small town, uh, the sheriff oversees the coroner and handles that. Whereas sometimes a coroner might be an elected position, um, depending, you know, where you live. Uh, we have a lot of different things, uh, social services. So you have a board of social services. You might be able now, all right. The next guy would be a County executive or a, board of county commissioners. These Uh are usually interchangeable depending how your town or state or community is set up. Um, We have a board of commissioners where I live and with this board of commissioners, they decide like they don't um, we don't have elections for our uh, social services kind of people um, our public health kind of people. Um, our local tax and and appraisal stuff that's all kind of seen no overseen by the board of county commissioners this is on my level you know in my state it does vary from state to state um sometimes this guy will be a county executive and if your area is big enough you may have a tax assessor who's elected um also think planning and zoning like your building inspector that kind of thing that's overseen by your County executive or your board of commissioners. So if you're always fighting with your town board, I mean, that's another one that's huge or with your uh, building inspector. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's another huge one. Um, the community that I worked in where I did all kinds of, you know, business in people's homes, the, um, the building inspector was a jackass. Uh, mm-hmm. so in order to get a water heater replaced, replaced existing, you would have to have a licensed plumber, a licensed electrician, and a building permit, and it ended up making it, a, you know, fifteen hundred dollar process to get your water heater replaced. Whereas the town that I lived in, nobody gave a shit, and they were like, "Oh, there was already one there. Just make it the same way; it'll be up to code, and everything's good." You know, mm-hmm. and they just assumed that hey, if a licensed plumber is doing that, it must be good. You know, we don't need to get our hands in everything. But a lot of times when they're getting their hands in everything, they'll make the argument that it's public safety and and for the good of everyone. But a lot of times it's we want to collect a fee to come out and, you know, charge for that. Right. So, you know, that's something to definitely be aware of. Uh, You know, it's funny because I actually thought the building inspector was this big, scary person in my community because the only building inspector I dealt with all the time was in the community next door. And so I just assumed, oh, all building inspectors are jackasses like that. But Mm -hmm. once I got to deal with mine, I'm like, oh, you know, I went in and was like, oh, hey, you know, I I can't help but notice on the records there's only two bathrooms in my house and and I have three. What can I do about it? Now, I know in the wrong community I would have actually had to pay a fine right out of the gate just for saying that. And it was like a thousand dollar fine. And now you have to come in. I have to inspect everything. And I'm going to be a big hard ass because how dare you cross me and do something out of, you know, whatever. Whereas my building inspector was, well, you know, if you want to just leave it and ignore it, I don't give a shit. Or if you want to come out and look at it, it'll cost you $30 and I'll, you know, sign off or not, depending if I see a problem. Now to me, that's easy going and, you know, whatever, right. you know, I'm happy to solve a problem. If you're willing to work with me, you know, I want things to be safe. I, and some people,
2: some people feel that that $30 would be worthwhile to have the guy come out and take a look around right. and make sure everything's done properly.
1: You know, the you know, next time I'm making toast it, right. When I'm making toast in the bathtub, yep. then, you know, if I drop that in, if I don't have a ground fault receptacle where my toaster is plugged in, uh-huh. Th- that could be an issue for me. You know, you could right. save my life by saying, Hey, you know, I would just love if you put a GFI receptacle there, that would make everything a little bit better in here and right. make your toast eating experience a little bit more pleasant in the tub, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Who doesn't like toast in the, in the bathtub? Yeah. So that, that's, you know, something to, you know, take into account. Um, they also, the commissioner will oversee. Um, you might have a County manager. Now, he might usually handling like the public works. And a lot of times this job is called a uh, a town supervisor mm-hmm. um, and they'll, you know, oversee public works or um, maybe the parks department, that kind of thing. It depends, you know, again, how, you know, the smaller your town is, the less of these, you know, the more these jobs are going to be combined. Um, Mm -hmm. But get to know these people and see if they really have your back in bettering the community or if they're just out to be like, hey, you'll reelect me if I get this fancy park built and fancy swings and things like that. But that's how budgets tend to get out of control. Um, There's also people who look for ways to get great things done or get the most value for your money. Um, By getting to know these people, you realize who's there for you. And who's there for their own gain, You know, right. some people just like to promise their constituents, look, I got this new street light. look, I got this, I got that. Well, that's great. But did you find a way to make it work easily? You know, that's community friendly or are you out of control and you want right. somebody who's going to delegate the resources in an appropriate manner, um, you know, and, and just realize where things should be. Yeah. Now, another big, um, section of government that nobody seems to know anything about is your state legislature. Yes. Um, nobody
2: knows shit about their state, state senators.
1: Nobody state knows anything senators, about State, yeah. It, nobody knows what's going on there and nobody, you know, knows the people or, you know, what's involved. These things are tricky to get the information and that's where you run into the problems. It's so hard to find out what your school board members actually believe and what they care about, and hey, is this a good guy? That's where one, a little networking. If you start going to the meetings and things like that, even if you went once a year, twice a year to the county meetings, you can maybe talk to people and find out people who are like minded like you mm-hmm. and represent, you know, share your values. But then if they're a regular at the meetings, or if you alternated meetings, you could kind of pass along that information. Um, I've seen on Facebook, they'll have like little political groups where it'll be like a, uh, you know, state, you know, district, you know, 17 or whatever, or district four or something. They might have a group about those issues. And, you know, it might be left leaning, right leaning, libertarian, whatever that group you can kind of get involved without having to go, but you can still go out and vote without having to go to all the meetings. And, and that way you right. might have a friend who's willing to pay attention or yeah, and most of these, these legislatures are set up in a
2: Republican manner where you're electing somebody to represent you and your ideals to the state. You know, you have to find somebody that, you know, cause you've got a job, you've got kids, you've got to worry about, doctor's appointments and all sorts of other bullshit that you don't want to deal with. You don't have time to study every single bill that comes up, you know, comes up for, for right. uh, Comes up to your state legislature, but you need to find somebody and hire somebody that does have the time and does read all that shit and does go everything, go through everything with fine tooth comb and knows what the hell's going on.
1: Now, I would also say, if you're passionate about politics, and maybe your politics are school board politics, or your community, how about you make a Facebook group and and do that? Um, you know, and maybe you started out, and I don't mean a Facebook group for like prepping badass and all our, our you know, people all over the world. Well, they don't give a shit about what's going on at, in New York City, it would be like PSA. PS 137 or whatever. Nobody cares. Right. But people who all live in the community and all go to PS 137, their kids, that would be public school 137 in New York city or whatever. Um, so if you have a community of parents, Hey, you know, post things that are going on and you talk and whatever, you know, you can't tell me that a lot of you aren't staring at Facebook every now and again, right? If you got a little heads up briefing every now and again, how cool would that be to know? So maybe you network with some of the other people there and say, hey, could you be my friend on Facebook and just, you know, shoot me a message every time an issue's coming down that you think, rep, you know, would affect my values, things like that, Um And so that's how maybe you can kind of incorporate your what's going on in your state government. Now your state government has a lot of laws that affect maybe what would be required to get a concealed carry or not have a concealed carry at all, but or maybe open carry in your state. Or, you know, I mean, I'm just picking values that are important to me, but also, you know, how aggressive is your, your, uh, now this will be your sheriff too, but how aggressive is your government going to be about, you know, speeding and things like that, or seatbelt laws, or, you know, these are old examples that aren't maybe relevant to today so much, but, you know, making your state speed limit, 80 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, or 55 or whatever, if you're a jackass in New York, you know. Yeah. So I'm definitely
2: pro 80 miles an hour.
1: You're pro 80? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing, though. You get somebody who represents your values. Um, now, it might also be ridiculous spending, you know. Um, you know, maybe I, I know a big thing in a local government was uh, like trash pickup or things like that. Now, that's actually state run where I am. And believe it or not, well, I think it's state run. Um, believe it or not, we actually have this cool system where we pay a hundred bucks a year out of my property taxes. But what they do is they administer several dump locations. So basically every seven, eight miles, there's a couple of dumpsters with a guy that sits there to make sure you don't get too crazy and you're only throwing out household trash. But I can just drive up. And as long as I got a North Carolina license plate with no sticker, no nothing, I throw my trash in there and they're like, hey, have a good day. Nice to see you. Bye. And, you know, that's a world I want yeah. to live in. That's acceptable to me. Now, do I want to pay for crews yeah. to drive around to the yeah, house York, with yeah, garbage that. trucks? Right. I don't want that.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's, yeah, New but York, that's my can value. I do that also, right. except
2: that I have to pay $5 for every bag.
1: Every bag and $30 yeah. for now the I, sticker I, I, I want to Yeah. Right. Right.
2: But, you know, that's how it goes. That's how it goes with, with, I live in a state that's basically, uh, you know, full of socialists in, in New York city. And it kind of dictates a lot of the nonsense that goes on the rest of the state. And that's, Um, that's how we got Cuomo elected. And uh, you know, most of the state representatives are elected by people in the city, but I still have a representative that I can vote for.
1: Right. And he does have some effect, but not, Mm -hmm. you know, as much. And that's you also, I hate to say it, you choose where you live based on the government that you're going to get, you know, that was what actually pushed me out of New York was I was tired of ridiculous taxes and things like that. And I was like, Hey, it's acceptable to me to have less government services in order to now, now I think we're going to get into the little political section if you want to, you know, bail out on me, but I'm not going to tell you who to vote for because that's none of my business and I don't care. You vote for who you think represents your values, and I think that's been the theme of what we're telling you. Now, traditionally, Democrats are pro-government. They're they're supposed to be the party that believes a government, you know, is there to serve the people and has as um, much control, and they think the government can solve problems the best that that's i guess the idea so they think that hey if we take over everything as government we can handle all these problems for you we should handle your daycare problems we should handle your school problems we should handle you know your child education problems we should handle your health care problems now traditionally republicans were supposed to be the opposite of that or set up and originally designed to be the opposite of that they were going to yeah. be hey limited government keep your the decision making of your child's education in your hands and maybe the state doesn't or the federal government doesn't set mandates on what it should be but maybe that's up to the local community to decide every aspect you know whether you have common core or you know anything like that that should be up to the state and community rather than the federal government, is supposed to be the idea of Republicans. However, we all know that Republicans have gone dramatically away from that. And they may say it when they're out campaigning. However, when you look at how they actually vote, you'll find that they end up being very crazy um, pro-government you know, along the way. And maybe that's the way our society is moving. So they're representing society. However, I do find it odd that they're representing society, but they have to campaign saying that they're very conservative and limited government. And yet when they actually go do it, they do the opposite. Well, if it's what society wants, why are you campaigning one way? And then then doing the the
2: opposite.
1: Right. That doesn't really add up in my book. I kind of feel like I shared something on Facebook the other day and and a lot of people didn't even understand the analogy, but it's something, I don't know, kids are taught back in the day and it's just a story you hear, but we were always told that, it, and I've never done this, I have no idea because I'm not into boiling frogs, but if you put a frog on the stove in a pot of water and you gradually raise the temperature, it won't occur to the frog to get out he'll just stay there until he's actually cooked. And, mm-hmm. and that's what will happen. Whereas if you drop a frog in a pot of really hot water, he'll jump out if he's still physically able. Okay. Mm-hmm. And cause that's what does them. So when you cook like a lobster, you just drop them in the boiling water and he's just like, I'm a lobster. I can't jump out. So he's screwed. So right. that was the analogy was, Hey, you know, uh, you, you, when you vote for, uh, Joe Biden or, or a Democrat, you're like throwing somebody in the pot of boiling water and they're just screwed right away. But if you go Republican, it's a slightly slower process, but you're still, right. getting, you're still quiet. Quiet. You're getting screwed, you know? And, and that's mm-hmm. what happens, you know? And and that's, I, I feel like the answer. Now, I feel like another thing before I lose you by talking too political, I do want to say as you get closer to an election within, I would say, the month, um, so October, uh, you should be able to search your state and type in voter guide. And then it'll usually bring you down by, com- you know, break down to communities and things like that. And you should be able to find, hey, what are the values? And a voter guide traditionally should not be set up to say, hey, vote for Jim. Jim's got your back and, you know, he's going to make everything okay or vote for Kevin. You know, it it shouldn't be like that. It should say, hey, Jim cares about guns and gun rights, whereas Kevin, he wants to take your guns away. Um, These are some of the examples that Kevin's done in his past, whereas Jim has done, you know, another way. Um, Kevin wants free food for everybody in the town if they're hungry. Whereas Jim says, screw everybody with their free food. I'm going to let you keep your money so you can go buy whatever groceries you want. Now, you decide what represents your values and you go for the candidate that fits the most boxes, is how I approach it. Now, obviously, you get to decide for you. Now, maybe being pro gun is your number one issue and you don't care about anything else. And if there's two guys that, are both pro-gun and they're running against each other, then you move on to the next most important issues or I hate to say it, the greatest culmination, you know, you could look at it like, well, um, a number uh, being pro-gun is like a, a five point value of mine. Whereas, you know, giving away too much free shit is a one point and, um, setting up swings in the park is three points important to me. You need to add up and who's going to represent the most of your values, unless that value is a deal breaker, you know, and then you kind of go through and decide who's the best for you. Cause in the trying times, like we live in now, you have two jackasses running for president. Now, I know some of you are going to say, well, there's actually three, there's Joe Jorgensen, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that too, but you have Joe Biden who's a freaking moron, and you have Donald Trump, who's pretty much a moron. Um, and you have Joe Jorgensen, who we don't know too much about, and she's the libertarian. Now, you need to decide, well, do I? who represents the most of my values, and then go along with that guy. Now, does that mean there's one issue that's unbearable, and you're like, I can't vote for that guy? Because he goes around and says, I'm going to take away every AR-15. Or, you know, I can't vote for Trump because he he said he was pro-gun and he banned bump stocks. You know? Mm. I mean, these are the things. You know, you're willing to compromise and whatever. You have to decide what's going to get you the most of what you want. Now, maybe you say, both guys are such freaking idiots. I'm going to vote for Joe Jorgensen because I know so little about her that... I don't know anything bad so that works out. Right. Right. Um, But that's, you need to start looking into things because these things will affect your life and your future. Now being the frog in the boiling water, I feel like it gives me more time to prepare. Mm -hmm. It gives me more time to, you know, get to the freedoms we want. Um, But I haven't decided who I am voting for. And the reason is I still don't know enough about both candidates. Now I know enough about Joe Biden and I know enough about Trump to make a decision between just those two, but I don't know enough about Joe Jorgensen yet to really make an informed opinion. And I don't know what's going to happen, you know, as we get closer.
2: Yeah. There's somebody also running on the green party ticket. I don't pay pay attention to
1: it. You know, usually the workers party uh, has always got somebody out there for you, but you need to decide the values and instead of rash things. um, That's why I get so frustrated when people have debates, you know, you'll find you're at work or, you know, maybe at the softball practice or even out at the bar or whatever. Now, a lot of people try not to talk politics at the bar, but you'll hear, oh, you know, Donald Trump said something so ridiculous. And then their defense uh, or the Republican guy who's going to vote for Trump, his defense is, yeah, but Joe Biden said this. So that negates what Trump said Uh and vice versa. You know, oh, well, Joe Biden said this jackass comment about you're not a black man if you don't vote for me or, you know, stupid shit like that. But then people are like, well, yeah, but I'm going to dismiss that because Trump said, you know, so and so. Well, we can't right. have an informed debate and discussion if we don't judge ideas based on their merit. Right. People need to be accountable for what they say. But again, believe me, when, and I got to say, if you don't think that both these guys are jackasses, you're not being honest with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're not caring about, you know, you're, too caught up in the emotion of it. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean you don't vote for Trump or you don't vote for Biden? No, that's not what they mean. That means it means you got to decide who is going to get me more of what I want, and you need to think about things like that way. Um, that's my approach to politics. I mean, you each have your own and your own way of handling things, and guess what? It's America. It's a free country. You know. It's funny, we're a representative republic. People always think we're a democracy. And, and you know, we have aspects of the democratic process by far. We're a democratic nation, right? Um, meaning that we vote and decide things. However, when you say it's a representative republic, the idea is we can vote whatever we want, except it has to be within the confines of the constitution. They're still supposed to be limited by the constitution. Now we can vote to change the constitution. However, that takes two thirds, right? It takes a lot to get it done. And it it has to be passed in the, the house, definitely the house and by the States, but that's a bigger thing. Um, you know, individually, but you need to, you know, work within the confines of the system. Now people say, oh, well, I don't have to worry about Joe Biden taking away my guns because he can't because the constitution says so. Well, that's true. But how many rights have you seen taken away that the constitution says, hey, you can't take away this right. It's happening all the time. Um, you're an idiot if you don't believe that people, lawmakers are not held accountable and laws are not held accountable. Um, I know we have a Supreme Court, which seems very limited in how it, you know, handles things. It, it does not strike down things easily, easily. Um, so, you know, you need to decide. And that's another big thing. When you have, you know, two candidates that are iffy, you know, we had uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And I got to say, I wasn't that impressed with Donald Trump. But I voted for Donald Trump because I said, do I want this jackass picking my Supreme Court leaders, or do I want Hillary picking my Supreme Court? And that was a big thing for me, because I was like, hey, these people are going to affect my guns. And you know, all I knew at the time is Trump saying, hey, I'm going to select pro-gun people. And I had Hillary saying, I'm definitely going to select anti-gun people and people who aren't really stuck in the rigidity of the framework of the constitution to me by definition being a Supreme court justice, your only job is to protect the constitution is Mm -hmm. to keep it intact and represent its meaning and purpose. And I don't feel that, you know, by saying somebody's, well, I'm into a very loose and, and open interpretation to me that contradicts those values. Now, maybe you're the guy who doesn't agree with our constitution. Well, one, I, I think you're kind of in the wrong country, but two, you know, it's, it's the framework that we have, then you should be working to change it. Right. Um, when it has its flaws, you know, when we had slavery, these kind of things, when it was open to that, they work to change it. And that's what you do. You change things to represent the culture and society we live in. And I know the world is always changing, And we do understand things differently and certain things are important. Um, but you need to kind of go out and vote or your opinions don't matter. It doesn't make a difference, but I would say if you're going to go out and vote, you need to be an informed voter. You need to find out, you know, what's going, you know, some people always just vote for the underdog. Um, things like that. And I understand that that's not wrong to want to change the stupid process that we have, but you decide the way to get what you want and take the steps that'll get you there.
2: Right. Amen. I agree with that a hundred percent, you know, and a lot of, uh, a lot of people vote just along party lines when it comes down to, uh, their local, their local governments, but the truth is it's, just because somebody's running on that ticket doesn't mean that they agree with your values. Um, A lot of people just do, you know, Democrat all the way down or Republican all the way down. But a lot of Republicans and a lot of Democrats are fucking idiots. And uh, you you fucking pay attention to that. There's a lot of people that really like the idea of being in charge of stuff. They really like the idea of having authority over people. And they don't don't really have competent competent, intelligent, you know, decision-making skills. And, um, you know, I know I voted for Republicans that I've regretted in, in the past and I yes. voted for, uh, for, um, independence in the past that, uh, well, I, you, you never regret that because they never get elected, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just how it goes in this country. It seems like everybody yes. complains about the two party system, but nobody vote, votes third party.
1: Exactly. So,
2: whatever. It's not going to change unless we
1: change as a people. Yes. And that's, you know, I mean, I'm a very firm believer in in third party and and who has a chance. And the media is going to, you know, do their very best to make it clear to everybody. They have no chance. You're just throwing your vote away. We're not even going to discuss them or consider them. But believe it or not, if everybody that didn't vote, who was eligible, went out and voted, that third party could make the difference. Right. But again, I don't know. I I mean, if it seems 100% obvious to me that voting for a libertarian or, you know, whatever you want is just throwing my vote away, I probably am not going to throw my vote away. You know, that's the thing. And, you know, I don't fault anybody who votes third party. I think you are absolutely doing the right thing if you believe that's the best candidate. I don't have any problem with that idea. And I would never discourage somebody from doing that because I don't think it is throwing your vote away. It matters. It makes a difference. But damn, if we don't have a screwed up system, you know, it is really tough. Um, But that's that's where we're at in America. And I just say, get as informed as you can and realize, one, your vote matters so much. On the local level, as far as it affecting your life, you know, nobody cares about who's on the school board until your child is having an issue and the school does not have your child's back, you know, and then all of a sudden it's a super big deal. But damn, if you didn't, you know, not pay attention for, you know, all of a sudden you care now and you're like, why is nobody with me? Why is nobody out helping me? Well, you got to pay attention. It falls on you. And mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not saying you have to go to every meeting everywhere and you have to read minutes from your local state Senate or things like that. I'm saying get to know the people involved and see if they can keep you involved. And if that's one more, you know, group you search on Facebook instead of just being 37 groups of uh baby goat yoga, then maybe you do 36 groups of baby goat yoga and one group of uh you know, people, uh, people in your political area, you know, things like that. See if you can get involved and kind of share, even if you just create the group, you might find that you bring somebody else in passionate. And what's cool is if you bring in people who are passionate in the opposite direction of you, they're still going to let you know about what candidate is about what, you know, and how they believe. Right. Um, it kind of works that way. So that's kind of cool for everybody. So you may want to pay attention to that and get involved. Now I think that's probably enough politics for the year. I probably let you guys off with a pass on that. Um, I know nobody likes to talk about those things. They aren't fun, but I got to tell you, they do make a difference to your family's survival in their future and how you Mm -hmm. vote does make a difference. And you just got to decide what's best for your family and your future and take it in that direction. Maybe you're like Kevin and you're just like, burn the motherfucker down. Burn and down. and you're like, you know, hey, I'm going to vote for the wrong guy every time because that's going to get us closer to anarchy. And he throws the horns up, turns up the sex pistols, and he's all in, you know.
2: Right. Ready to go. That's it. Ready that to actually go. sounds like my perfect uh, Saturday
1: night. that's it, you know? So teach his own right now. Maybe you guys love this podcast. You love what we do. You know, sometimes we piss you off talking one way or another, but we piss you off evenly. Right. Um, I know that our, you know, we make you think about things and that's our goal is to push you in a different direction each week. You know, I hate to be the guy who just waste my time listening to something and I just hear people who agree with me and preach the same shit back at me. I don't feel like I grow or I learn anything if I kind of keep myself in the cocoon like that. Um, So if you love this podcast, one, we appreciate your reviews. We appreciate when you share us with other people, but you know what it really set the standard and, and, you know, put people on notice about what you believe in. If you had some prepping badass survival gear. Um, we actually set up a website. If you go to preppingbadass.com and you check it out now, it's different than it used to be. Um, we actually have just a bunch of cool t-shirts and things, you know, we put up, maybe you want to show it with your prepping badass face mask and show people, Hey, you know, yeah, I'm wearing a mask, but, I'm also a badass, and I'll cut your throat. So, you know, whatever. Um, You know, uh, I I actually saw something the other day on uh, Facebook that uh, it was uh, a picture of Glenn Danzig, right? And Uh uh, a lot of, it's funny, I I showed it to my buddy at work and he's like, who the fuck is Glenn Danzig? And I'm like, the Misfits? And he's like, no. no, I don't know who the Misfits are. And I was like, wait. Well, what about? And I showed him the skull, right? Fiend and right. Uh, the, the skull from the Midsets. And I was like, You've seen the skull though, right? And he's like, No, I've never seen that before in my life. What? And I was like, Dude, you're just fucking with me. And he wasn't. And this guy's like 30. I'm like, Are you kidding me? So uh, I saw them but, in concert last year. Yeah, uh, maybe, I, maybe, I saw the Midsets not them. that long ago. Um, but anyway, it was, uh, I honestly love wearing masks all the time. It's fucking spooky and cool. The best part is that it can be any kind of mask you want. I've been going out in this crazy shit. Yesterday, I was Darth Vader. Tomorrow, I'm going out as Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This isn't tyranny. This is Halloween all the time. Well, if you want your world to be Halloween all the time, go to preppingbadass.com and check out our badass face masks our badass T-shirts. You want that don't give them a fucking inch T-shirt? We got it. We put it up there. Um, We're also trying to incorporate a way that we can get um, you know, patches and things out to you. We want to be able to sell some of these badass, prepping badass knives we've made. Now, one way you can get your hands on a badass Bowie knife, and I know Kevin's excited about this knife. Yeah, I'm Um, trying to
2: win it myself
1: there's a lot of guys out there uh, Brian um, you know there's a, there's a bunch of you out there who are are looking for this badass uh, knife well what we did is if you buy gear at preppingbadass.com and then take a picture of yourself wearing it or take 100 pictures of yourself wearing it or maybe drinking out of your prepping badass coffee mug that what I did now you're going to like this the way I set up the coffee mug when you hold it in your right hand It says, don't give them a fucking inch facing you. But then on the backside, it's got the prepping badass logo. So, you know, don't give them a fucking inch and the other people on the outside know not to fuck with you. Now that's a coffee mug. If I ever heard, there you go. Um, you know, there's cool shit there. So if you take a picture of you, maybe drinking out of your fancy coffee mug, maybe, uh, You know, wearing that face mask at work, or maybe you're not allowed to take the picture at work. Maybe you're at Target and you're out there, get your picture taken. Um, Share those to the group. And if you're not a part of the group, shame and you should join. Um, If you send us a picture of you, or honestly, you don't want to be on Facebook because you're like, fuck that, I don't want the world in my business. I can respect that. So, you're going to expose your business by emailing us at prepping at Gmail. Yes. Gmail. That's also part of the problem. Um, shoot us a picture. Are you wearing it? And if we use your picture in an ad, um, well, technically we may use more, more than one picture, but if you're our go-to picture, um, we are going to pick one winner who sends us the best picture and they're going to get a, uh, they're going to get the um, prepping badass Bowie knife. And this thing Never. is badass. Um, you can check it out on our Facebook pic- page. You can see a picture. Now, I haven't figured out how to send weapons outside the country. I think there's some kind of rules. So I'm limiting it to people inside the um, continental US, right? So, because yeah. that's where I can ship this knife to. But, yeah. You you sign up, we pick your picture, and we're gonna freaking uh you know hook you up with a badass knife. So don't sweat it if you're you know the Al- winner.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. Now if you're if you're ugly. Yes. If you're ugly, you're not gonna get picked for our ad unless you're doing something awesome while you wear the shirt or the mask.
1: All right. Now I did so, say that ugly is okay. And don't don't if you're really Al- you. ugly, you might just win for that. I mean, that's anything's possible. <laughs> now if you just want to share you and your gear and you don't want yours to be used in an ad, that's okay. Just put in the uh, in the notes on there. Hey, I don't want to be in an ad. I don't want to win that knife. But here's a picture of me using my badass gear. I would love to see it. Um, you know, so that's all. And I'm just saying, hey, you know, we'd love to, you know, make it a part. And I got to say, if we get a good response... I think I may also send some free gear. Ask you what you want, and send you some free badass gear to some runners up. Now you might not right. get something as cool as a badass knife, but you might get some free gear, maybe a free face mask, free coffee mug, free t-shirt. You know who now, knows?
2: What is the value of the badass knife?
1: Um, it's hard to say. Now this is custom, and custom's always uh, you know tough to really put a price tag. On so i would say it's in the 125 twenty-five dollar neighborhood is the value you're looking at now you have a custom wood grip this is a damascus steel blade um that's where you know it's got like the nice waves and looks all Uh, like black and awesome in it um now this is like supposed to be the harder steel so that when they fought people they were actually their damascus swords would cut other people's swords in half i mean it's really at that the height of uh gun making or sorry knife making uh technology um it also has a custom leather sheath and this thing's huge it's a bowie knife you know you want to run somebody through this is the knife to do it right um, right you're definitely going to be set in the standard but i think you're in that 125 dollar kind of neighborhood so it, it's a significant value um, right and you're going to get this
2: for free
1: For free, the shipping, everything its just going to show up at your door and you're going to wake up and say, I'm a fucking badass. Now I also have to say I have, there's only, I think five, maybe even four of these custom Bowie knives. And then I have three Skinner knives, maybe four of those. And so you're going to be one of five out there. And right now all five are in my personal collection. So really you're the only other person out there with this knife. And each one is custom and individual and unique. So even the other five all have different sheaths. They all have different cover color uh, handles. They're all different. And they're just all badass is the bottom line. So, you know, we did a sampling of it. And I think we are going to put some for sale at the Facebook group. Um, we haven't really determined, you know, zeroed in on a price or how to do it. But they are going to become available, you know, one at a time. I think we might actually set up an auction through eBay or something like that. But anyway, you could win this if you send us pictures of you wearing this badass gear. And, you know, there's something for everybody on there. We picked out a couple different stuff. We have girl shirts. We have guy shirts. We have some – the coffee mug. We have the uh, – I wanted to do the fleece blanket, but my wife said No. I think one of you actually bought a uh, a badass prepping badass like flag, you know the big wall tapestry. Oh, yeah? Set All the right. standard, you know. Somebody out there is already gone full badass, you know. So, I mean, you could jump in on it. You want to go to PreppingBadass.com dot com and check out the gear and find something that's right for you. Um, it does support us. I did pick quality T-shirts. I didn't want anything cheap because I hate putting my name on something that ends up being crap. You know, I'd rather make two dollars profit and have you have something cool than to put my name on garbage out there. You know, so they are quality shirts. They They're are not, all. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's not
2: a huge overhead that's going to uh, Chuck and Kevin on each one of these things. You're getting a great price on all this gear. So right.
1: We ended up going a little lower, which I may actually end up raising the price of hair a little bit in the future. But right now, you can get in on the inside. So, you know, again, we're going to make some ads and some cool stuff, and I'd love to see pictures. And maybe if you feel like, hey, I'm too ugly, just throw it on your wife and let her, uh, you know, model it for us and and send it out there. But Mm -hmm. badass guys doing badass things, you have a real chance of, uh, you know, taking a win here. Yeah, I'd love to see
2: some badass pictures doing some badass shit.
1: So with that, stay safe. We'll talk to you guys next week.
2: The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.